0: ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Hey, what's, uh, what's
1: up now? Hey, Welcome uh, back to Orange Nation. Our artist of the day today, Marvin Gaye. What's going on? We're about to find out what's going on in the hot stove uh, season of baseball. See who's winning the offseason, Steve, in baseball. It's important to win the offseason. We're joined by Anthony Franco of MLB Trade Rumors. My favorite website. Did you know that? It's personally, it, it's literally like the only website I have bookmarked on my my bookmark. Well, th- don't make them I'll get him Jordan wants to since, say something. Yeah, no. since oh, okay.
0: Anthony's on, a thanks for joining Anthony. This is how bad Paulie wanted you. We have a basketball team that's up and down right now. We have football players entering the portal. We have a soccer national championship, and Paulie specially requested we get you on to talk about baseball. So we appreciate you hopping on, man.
2: <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm flattered. It's gonna try to have to live up to that uh, intro. All right,
0: uh, going into our next,
1: going into our last break. I said. Uh, there's, there's rumors floating around that my favorite team and Steve's favorite teams have been in talks uh, about trading Fernando Tatis to the Yankees. I think it's hogwash. W- where do you stand on that, and is there any validity to the fact that those two teams have discussed the trade?
2: Yeah, I, I can't see that happening. Um, I mean, it's just it's a terrible time for San Diego to try to trade Tatis. He's mm-hmm. obviously coming off the year kind of wrecked by both the wrist injury and shoulder surgery and obviously the PED suspension. Um, you're talking, I think you still do over $300 million at this point. And if San Diego were that concerned about money, they wouldn't be throwing $280 million at Xander Bogart. So No, I think Tatis will be back in San Diego. He's not going to play shortstop anymore. It's Bogart's job, but they will give him a chance to try to rebuild his value and see if after what they hope will just be a one-off terrible year, that he can be the player that he had been for the first couple seasons. So
1: what do you make all these contracts last night? We get, we see Korea signing. They're all, they're all in the 13, 12, 14 range. You know, is this going to hurt baseball in the long run? Yeah, they're
2: huge. Um, obviously much bigger than I think most people expected, definitely bigger than, than we projected. If you go back and look at our predictions from starting the off season, we thought those guys would end up at eight, maybe nine years. Um, Definitely didn't think anyone was getting to 11 or like Correa did 13. Um, as far as whether they're smart investments, you know, I think you can quibble with it. It's At the back end, they're going to look bad. You know, Correa is not going to be a good player at 40 years old. Um, but it's, it does kind of work to diminish what the teams have to pay on an annual basis because each of these guys gave up what they could have. They could have done more. Um in terms of annual salary, if that was their goal, Correa, obviously a shorter term last year, made over 35 million a year. This time, he's making somewhere closer to 26. So, it's a calculated decision to reduce what you pay on an annual basis. That reduces um, what you have to pay in taxes as well, because your luxury tax number is based off your annual salaries. Um, but yeah, they they are going to look very bad, kind of, at the back end. So. A risk-reward strategy, but one that I didn't really see coming.
1: I I want to stick with the Yankees also. And uh, do you see them landing one of the, you know, there's a couple good pitchers left. Are they in on pitching, and do they have a chance of landing anybody?
2: It seems like they're really uh, pursuing Rodon. Um, You know, now maybe the Twins feel some added pressure to go after Rodon now because they lost on Correa and Rodon is kind of the last, him and Swanson, I guess you could say are the last two big free agents out there. There were some whispers about St. Louis maybe lurking on Rodon. I'm not sure how much I'd I buy that after they went after Contreras. Um, but yeah, it definitely seems like he's kind of their top target. John Heyman at the New York Post reported yesterday that they had made him an offer. Now he says that Rodon's looking for seven years and probably over $200 million. I don't know if anyone's going to go there. That's That's very high. That's kind of... Not uncharted water for pitchers, but sort of in that Strasburg, David Price, Clayton Kershaw tier of guys who had consistently been 200-inning capital A aces. And Radon's very good. He's never gotten to 200 innings, though, and has kind of the spotty health history. So we'll see. Scott Boris's uh, clients have done very, very well this winter, and so maybe he'll pull that off again. But it seems like the Yankees kind of aren't there yet, but would like to get something done with Radon. If they can keep it under two hundred,
0: is there a
1: backup plan if they don't get him?
2: Uh, Heyman floated Ivaldi, who's I guess you could argue is the second best pitcher still remaining. Uh, Noah Syndergaard is out there. I guess they could look into him. Most of the starting pitching market is kind of ticked off, and at that point, if you're then looking at like, oh, should we go after Michael Walker or whatever? I don't, I don't know that you're getting anyone who's going to be better than Domingo Herman or Clark Schmidt or whoever you could plug in as your fifth starter. So. It feels like it's probably going to be Rodon Ivaldi, and if not, then maybe you just look at a bounce back candidate, like um, you know, uh, uh, Zach Ranke or someone like that to kind of soak up innings because of the spotty health history of Herman or Luis Severino, but Rodon is kind of the big swing.
1: You know, Anthony, I want to ask you about the Mets. And, you know, you're talking about the the pitching market. And you, you look at, at what they've done. They lose DeGrom, Bassett, and Walker, replace them with Verlander, Quintana, and Senga. Uh, yep. do, do you think the Mets got better in, in the rotation?
2: Oh, man, that's a good question. I find it hard to say that they got better. I think that DeGrom, when he's healthy, is the best pitcher in baseball. Now, obviously, that's a huge caveat for him because he missed the not a full season, but over a full calendar year between 2021 and 22. Um, You could argue him versus Verlander. Verlander probably more likely to give you innings. I think the Grom's a better pitcher on an inning-for-inning basis. But yeah, I mean, losing Bassett is tough. Uh, You know, Senga, very talented, but you have the kind of risk where he's making the jump from Japan and has never pitched against Major League hitters before, and you never really know how that's going to work. So, no, I don't think they've necessarily gotten better, but I think that they were facing a very tough situation with three of their maybe four or five best starters, depending on how you feel about Carrasco, um, hitting free agency, and they let them all walk and didn't get at least demonstrably worse, so you could call that a success.
1: You know, before we let you go, do you see any trades forming here in the near future? Is there anybody that we might be surprised to see get traded in this offseason? season?
2: Um, I don't know about surprise, but it definitely seems like the Dimebacks are going to trade an outfielder. Uh, they've been kind of floating that possibility a lot. they got a lot of very good young outfielders. Now, Corbin Carroll, they're not going to move, but he's their center fielder of the future, and so then maybe that means Alec Thomas, who was a very good prospect who can play center field, or Dalton Varsho, who's a gold-glove caliber right fielder, that because they have Carroll and they have Thomas, they have Jake McCarthy, who played pretty well last year as a rookie, that they've got enough of a surplus there that... They'll probably move one of those guys for maybe pitching help or they could use a right-handed hitting infielder or something like that. Um, the Marlins have been kind of talking about the idea that maybe they would move a starting pitcher for a while, Pablo Lopez. Obviously, they weren't talks to the Yankees and Dodgers this past summer. They could try to revive those. They have Trevor Rogers, who was an all-star in 2021. Terrible this year, but is still young and throws pretty hard and could be a bounce-back candidate. So those are guys that I think, um, we'll start to see more movement on the trade market. It seems like teams, for the most part, were very focused on free agency. It's kind of
1: strange, uh, it's kind of strange that the Blue Jays have three catchers. Do you see them making a move with one of their catchers? Yeah,
2: they could do that too. I think Danny Jansen is the oldest and has the least amount of remaining control, so he feels like the guy who, if they did move one of them, would probably go. Gabriel Moreno is a, an elite prospect, and usually those guys don't get traded. And then you have Alejandro Kirk, who's around for, I think it's five years, maybe four more years, uh, who's one of the best hitting catchers available. So, yeah, definitely a situation where Toronto could move probably Jansen for, it would be for Major League help, but maybe it gets some uh, an outfielder after they traded to Oscar Hernandez or some bullpen help.
1: All right, I got one last question for you. Uh, and it, I've been badgered about this by a well, little Made fun of by people in the office and Uh and people in our chat. Is there a problem in San Diego that they can't sign guys for more money than other teams, or is it just (laughs) is it just a fact that there's better people would rather they had family issues or would rather markets where they could get sponsorships and whatnot?
2: Yeah, I I mean, I've never been to San Diego, but everything that I've heard about it makes it seem like it's a, a place where people would be happy to live. I would buy it more, I guess, if they didn't get Bogarts. Uh, But, no, I I don't think so. It seems like Trey Turner just wanted to go east, and Judge was kind of, I mean, maybe he strongly considered the Giants, the Padres, but ultimately when the Yankees matched the Giants offer, he stuck with where he'd been. And so, no, I I don't think that the Padres are some sort of, um, you know, always a bridesmaid, never a bride kind of thing. they got Machado. They've got
1: Bogarts. They'll be fine. All right, Anthony, thanks for your time. Good stuff, and uh, I'll be sure that we get you on more often. Awesome. I appreciate it, guys. Anytime. Thanks. All right. uh, There he is, Anthony Franco, writer for MLB Trade Rumors. I'm done for the day. Got your Padres talk in? I did did a whole interview. Now I know what you go through. It's exhausting. (laughs) We can have a a few bites of a burger. How's that uh, Rocky's Pub in Liverpool smash burger?
0: So when you uh, hear smash burger, you think it's going to be like a smaller burger. This is like a triple decker. There's like a, a sweet, smoky house sauce on it, tons of bacon. This is... This is a great burger. Is it your and jam? It, it the jam is good. The bacon the, jam. And Steve, you were right. You called out a good bun. This is a great bun. right.
1: I you know you made fun of me when I said that, but it looks I like did. a good I bun. Li-
0: well, because you would point out the bun. There's like this the bun is very important burger with loaded with uh, cheese and sauce and bacon. You're just like, oh look at that it's, bun. It's funny that look our artist that of the
1: day bun. is Marvin Gaye. And I could have played, like, Let's Let's Get get It it On on. or or Sexual Healing while Jordan was eating that sandwich, and it would have fit perfectly. Oh, no.
0: We can do it next segment, and then someone will clip it and then slow it down and then post it on Twitter. and.
1: It smells glorious. It Just, does. We yes. got a whole another one over yeah. here, Steve. If you want to get your uh, yeah. mitts on it, you
0: really should get some napkins. Though the the bacon jam is yeah, they, they're not shortening on toppings. All right, pub, uh, jeez.
1: We'll take a timeout. Uh, hour number one in the books. We'll kick off hour number two next on ESPN Radio.